Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach. And I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory.
welcome, welcome, welcome back to a brand new show. I am so excited. Listen, I am about to jump out of this chair. I am so excited to see you. I'm so excited that you are here with me. How are you? How have you been? Seriously, how you doing? How your mom and them? How the dog doing? You know, how the cat? You know, how are you all doing? How are the goldfish in your life? Listen, I am Ben Carter, your favorite life transformation coach. I am the CEO, woo-woo, founder, the one-man brand of my own LLC, and it is Live LLC. Live is an acronym for Leap Into Victory Every Day. You all know that I came upon that after I lost my mom about five years ago, and I was in a place of reflection and a place of confusion, <laughs> a place of mourning and grief, and even a little celebration. And I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with the rest of my life. By that point, I had lost everybody. Mom, dad, grandmama, granddaddies, you know, everybody had gone on and transitioned into a higher level of living. And I felt like my mother came to me and she said, boy, you better live. You better get up and live. And that's what that's about, leaping into victory every day. Every day we wake up with the new opportunity to be better than we were the previous day, to take our bitterness and turn it into betterness, right? And to really bloom and blossom into something great and to fulfill a great destiny. And that's my, my purpose. That's my call. That's my commission on life is to support your leap into victory, right? So now that I've got my pep, <laughs> I am here to encourage you keeping your step, right? When I was coming up, my mom would say, you gotta keep a little pep in your step. You gotta keep some swag, really, is what she was saying. You've gotta keep some motion to the way that you live, right? You know, you've got to have some kind of oomph about you some some spunk if you will and that's what this show is about the show is called giving up three steps to keeping your pep or three steps to keep your pep and i'm here to inspire you to not give up but most importantly actually dissecting what giving up means so you all know that i'm on this this victory kick if you will and victory is one of my favorite words i believe that all things work together for the good of those of us who believe, who profess, who confess um, in something bigger, greater, fresher, deafer than ourselves, uh, that there is something that we are connected to, that is connected to us, that is intrinsically great, despite and in spite of what we're dealing with in the world right now. So live and victory are two words that I constantly use, I constantly um, meditate on those words because I want to remain in a place of I win. I win no matter what. We win no matter what. We are victorious. Our names are victory, right? So I, I was thinking about this show um, a couple of months back when I was working on the third uh, and final installment of the Victory Trilogy. Go ahead and download it. Go to LiveLLCCoaching.com uh, and it is Conquering Survival and Leaping into Victory. And I said, 
What exactly is giving up when we, we feel like we want to give up or we are in a place of hopelessness? And I remember I wrote in a book that I've been working on at this point for about four years. And I said, giving up is our way of releasing hope. Just completely letting go of hope or retiring our faith. Uh, or relegating any self-worth that we have. It is the absolute uh, envelopment of self-pity. That's what giving up is. It is, I've released any hope that this situation will become better, right? I've released the hope that this event in my life will ever be anything other than what it currently is. And... I wanted to really sit back and diffuse and dissect what giving up is so that we never, ever do it again, right? So I need you to stick with me throughout the entire show because we're going to work on three steps uh, to keep some pep in your step, right? And what is PEP? PEP, you know I have an acronym for everything. PEP is your physical, emotional, and psychological states of being. Typically, when you give up, those are the areas that are hit hardest. And so we want to focus on remaining strong in those areas of our lives. And that's what we're going to focus on in this particular show. And I want you to get your pen. I want you to get your paper. I want you to pull out your phone. I want you to call your BFF. I want you to call your kids. I want you to call your, your mama. I want you to call your daddy who don't know how to express himself. I want you to call your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and listen to this. Uh, this is a, a family show. This is a human show. This is about really detaching from hopelessness and grabbing and holding on to hope no matter what because that's what makes us human. Um, I was talking to a client the other day and the client said, well, I asked the client, I said, how do I support you? How do I help you? And the client looked at me and said, I don't need any help. And I looked back and I said, that's an inhumane statement client looked back at me and said, but I don't need any help. And I looked back and I said, but that's an inhumane statement. It's an inhumane statement because humans were created to help other humans. And what I said to him was, your definition of help is dependency uh, or codependency. That's not what I'm here to do. Your definition of help is me being here 24-7. Listen, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I'm not trying to be with you 24-7. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Help is support. Help is, I've got your back. Help is, if you need someone to pray with you, I'll pray with you. If you need someone to pray for you, I'll pray for you. If you need someone to get all up in your ass and say, stop acting like, acting like a loser. Stop acting like you weren't created with something great in you, then that's what I'm going to do. If you need somebody to push you, if you need somebody to love on you, that's help, that's aid, that's support, right? So call everybody and tell them, listen, I wanna help you. <laughs> I wanna help you and I want you to listen to, I want you to watch this show because we're really going to focus on how we remain powerful in a pitiful situation. You catch me? How do I remain powerful 
in a pitiful situation. And you've got to understand that there will be times in life where we absolutely do feel like quitting, where we absolutely do feel like giving up. And in those times, we don't necessarily know what that means. We don't know where we are, right? It could be a sickness. I know people who have been diagnosed with cancer and as soon as we hear the word cancer, there is a chill that go through our body. People are like F cancer because for us it's fatal. But I know folks who have been able to not just beat cancer or survive cancer, but really conquer cancer. I know people who have been diagnosed with the HIV um, virus uh, and have been living with it for years and who have done more than just survived or maintained living with it, but they've conquered it where it doesn't even show up anymore because they've shown up to their lives. They've shown up in health. They've shown up in a wealth mindset that this temple of mine is greater, it's bigger than the diagnosis. And I know, I know, I know there are some of us who have lost our battles to cancer and AIDS and diabetes and you name it. All of these illnesses and diseases that are out here to eat up the, the human flesh, essentially. But it is the human spirit that is stronger. And that's what we want to tap into. What does your spirit look like? And for those of you that are uncomfortable with that conversation, at some point, baby, you better get real comfortable with that dimension of yourself, that spiritual side of yourself. I was saying to my son the other day, I had to apologize to him because I was like, I don't know if I've given you all of the tools uh, to survive spiritually. I know for me, I grew up in a religious background and because it was so religious, I didn't want to give you religion, but I don't know if I've given you spirituality. I don't know if when you are faced with a 16 year old situation, I need to pass this test, right? I, I need to be around a group of people that might be doing drugs or drinking alcohol. If you tap into your higher state of being, if you tap into your higher value system to get you through those situations. I know I lecture a lot, I know I coach a lot, but spiritually, do you know that you are greater and grander and bigger than those situations and that there is this place inside of you, outside of you, around you that you can connect to that will give you enough strength to navigate and to move through saying, you know, I, I respectfully decline your your drug or your drink or whatever the situation is, whatever your 16-year-old experience is that may turn out to impact your life negatively. And even for him, I want to say, and I did say to him, if you don't call on your higher state or higher self or your definition of, of God or, or love source or power and you're uncomfortable with that, you better get comfortable with it. I used to hear it all the time. There's going to come a point when your back is going to be up against the wall and it's going to be you, yourself, and you again. And you're going to have to find something to lean on. And that's what we want to focus on, right? That's what we want to focus on. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to sip on my sip right here. You know what the show is going to be about a little bit. 
every show that I do, I promise you it's a blessing, right? It's going to make you feel something. It's going to make you feel anger. It's going to make you feel more connected. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you feel something. And that's what I want to do. I want to wake you up from the inside out and force you to leap into victory and take a faithful leap, knowing that your faith is going to catch and carry you. So I'm going to take a little sip of my black seed tea here. I want you to get your pen. I want you to get your paper. We'll take a break.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mr. Carter. So listen, I know you're probably saying to yourself, there are some things that are so difficult that warrant a little give up, right? <laughs> and listen, I'm with you. There are some things that are so difficult that warrant a give up, that warrant you absolutely checking out. Um, I guess it's been about 14 years uh, since my grandmother passed, and anybody who knows me knows that I was a grandmama's boy. Um, legend has it that she was the first person to actually hold me outside of the doctors. My mother passed completely out, and my mom said when she woke up, my grandmother was there holding me as if I was her child, you know, gushing like, you see the baby? I think my mother said, my grandmother said, do you see our baby? Um, and I, I am madly in love with my grandmother. She uh, was everything, and a lot of times is still everything to me. I still make decisions based on her approval or what she would say or wanting to make her proud. But when she passed away, no one prepared me for that. Um, I, I later found out that she prayerfully prepared for that. She told uh, one of her best friends and her cousins that um, they needed to pray for me because she wasn't sure I would make it. And when she passed away, I remember driving to the facility where she was, I heard in my right ear when she said to me, Worm, you're going to be okay, you're going to be all right. But that just meant that I wouldn't completely lose my mind uh, and never return to myself again. But that didn't mean that grief would not completely overwhelm me. So when she passed away, um, I did a lot of things that were unhealthy. I gained so much weight. I ate and ate and ate and ate. I was like, I think they said I was 269, 270 pounds. Um, I was really, really, really large. Um, I was really, really, uh, in moments, suicidal. I gave up because no one told me that there was a process to the grieving and mourning. Uh, period that you needed to use every component in your life to work through it. You needed to use your spirituality to work through it because death in a lot of aspects is a spiritual thing. You needed to use your physical body to place your energy in another in another place. You needed to walk and exercise and and dance and do things physically that would keep your energy up. You know, there were some days when I wouldn't get out of the bed. No one prepared me that you need to focus your mind intellectually and you need to work on building your emotional intelligence so that you can critically place your emotions and not just fall apart at the most inopportune times. I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. You know, so for me that was a, a very, very, very painful period in my life. You can never prepare for that kind of process. No one tells the mom when she has a stillborn or the dad when uh, they have to bury a child um, how to process that and how to deal with it and how to live with it. It's, it's crucial. So those are absolutely 
give up moments, right? Those are give up moments. Those are moments where you can temporarily break down so that you can get a permanent breakthrough. So I'm not saying uh, that you need to get up, you need to push, you need to keep on going. There are some moments when you just need to flat out lose your mind, cry, um, and bury your head in the, in the pillow, uh, but there's a process. And so you need that support to say, okay, I'm going to slowly walk you through this new chapter in your life because now life for you is completely different. And I'm going to support how you live moving forward, right? So giving up, you know, some of us give up when we, we quit the job. So quitting the job out of anger can adversely affect your livelihood and your financial stability. That's giving up. You hate your job. You just can't take it anymore. But without planning, you just go in and you quit or you have a, a complete outburst and you quit, right? And now you can't feed yourself. Now you can't pay the rent. If you have any savings, you're going to use that up probably before you have an opportunity to find uh, new employment giving up on your relationship because they've become too difficult to manage. That can damage you emotionally. I've seen it all the time. People give up on their marriages and they think because they gave up on the old marriage that the new one is going to work. Uh-uh. Sorry. A fail is a fail. <laughs> the failure is in the giving up. The fact that you did not make it work or figure out why it didn't work or you figured out why it didn't work you chose to separate, but you did your inner work so that you show up as a new person in the new relationship. I've seen moms and dads do this with their kids. The kids do something that they don't like. They kick, they kick the kids out. You're gay, right? You're lesbian. You're, you're transgender. Get the F out of my house. You know, get out. That's not how God created you. You gave up on the experience. You gave up on the experience of pushing and pressing into another dimension of unconditional love. That's what you did. You set a condition. You said, that's it. Move on. That's giving up. At that point, you are, you've stunted your growth as a human being. You've stunted your growth emotionally, right? Giving up on yourself, giving up on yourself can create the foundation of self-pity, apathy, and for a lot of us, that's where depression sets in. Once depression sets in, that really is the catalyst to something deeper um, happening. I believe that's when the, the spiritual, the emotional, the psychological, uh, and sometimes even the physical death begins to, to occur, right? So before we can actually figure out how not to give up. We need to dissect what giving up is, right? And you guys know I always, I take notes, I write everything down. Um, write your vision, make it plain. Write your notes, <laughs> make it plain. And you know I love an acronym. So for me, giving up is the gateway to death. And so I have this acronym and it's DIE. DIE is the decision, the influence, and eventually evaporation. So the first piece of that is the shutdown or the shutout, right? Whatever is happening in your life, whatever it is, you've decided to shut down, you've decided to shut out. 
you're disconnecting, you are in a state of denying what's going on to you, you are pulling the wool over your head, you are placing your head in the sand, you're placing your, your head up your ass, excuse my French, but this is where you are making either a very conscious or a subconscious decision to completely disconnect from whatever is happening, right? So I, I started out with something traumatic and tragic like death. It could be the fact that you know uh, the job might be coming to an end or the relationship is coming to an end and you are making a decision to pretend that it does not exist. You are disconnecting, right? So the first thing here is your decision. Everything is a choice. Everything. You either choose to live or you choose to die, right? The second thing is becoming powerless. After you've made the decision to disconnect, you are giving up your power. You are sitting comfortably in the seat of victimhood. Everything is happening to you. You have no power to make a change. There is nothing that you can do. Woe is me, right? Woe is me. And so this is where you are influenced by the situation and you're not the influencer because now you believe that these things happen to you and you're handcuffed to the problem. At this point, you, you, you are married to the problem. You're in covenant with your problem and you're divorced from your purpose, right? You are separated from your purpose. So this is where you are influenced instead of being the influencer. Don't be influenced by, you influence. You have to step out of fear, right? Because now you're influenced by fear and you have to become an influencer by faith. But this is how we slowly begin to die. And then that third phase is where we start to fade away. We disappear. Our personalities change. We become our light, bright, upbeat selves and our personality becomes very bitter very cynical, very jaded, very powerless, right? So you start to fade away. This is the process of disappearing and becoming invisible into the situation. The darkness begins to swallow you up. There is no light, you know, there's no spark, there is no shine, right? This is when you slowly begin to evaporate. You begin to evaporate in the darkness uh, and the pitifulness of your situation. You've lost your power. And I will always tell people, listen, there is a process to death. There is a process to death. Death for a lot of us sometimes doesn't just happen. You know, the high blood pressure doesn't just happen. Sometimes uh, the high blood pressure is a symptom of a deeply rooted issue. A deeply rooted issue where we've never even cared enough about our physical bodies to think about what we eat or what we drink because we we're not clear we're not in a, a state of awareness that says listen the way that you treat your body is a reflection of how you actually feel about yourself I know I know I'm probably one of the only men that might admit you know some body issue stuff right I'm transparent when it comes to that right so you know, I just said I was close to 270 pounds um, when I really should be any somewhere around 170 pounds. And I realized that you can't keep saying that you love yourself and it's all about the overweight lovers in the house when 
your body is beginning to suffer and it's going to create some depression in your psychological state of being because the physical state of being isn't where it should be. And that depression begins to eat away at multiple aspects of your life. You go to work depressed, you start to hate your job, you find yourself in a relationship with uh, jumping from one job to the next, right? So I was in bad relationships with jobs. I didn't like it, I found another one. I was that guy that gave up. I would quit on the spot without having a fallback, right? That, that was my experience. So that's what I mean. And eventually you get to the point of saying, well, why am I here? What's the point? What is my point? So sometimes there's a process to it. And I know a lot of you know someone, if not yourselves, who are on a steady decline. They are masterful at mediocrity. And they are on a steady decline to dying. They're dying financially, they're dying emotionally, they're dying physically, and eventually they're going to die spiritually and evaporate and disappear from this place. So that's what I want us to understand. That's what giving up is. Something doesn't just happen and you, bam, I'm giving up. Most of us have a little tiny bit of fight in us. Most of us have a little bit of, of fight in us. But then, depending on the severity of that situation and the amount of pain that's associated with it, we, be, we begin to disintegrate. We begin to become impacted. We can't see beyond today. We keep going back into yesterday, but we can't see what the future is going to look like because the pain of today and the pressure of what the past looked like is too overwhelming. So what I want us to do is stop. Take a deep breath and ask yourself, am I dying? Are there areas in my life? Am I living paycheck to paycheck? Oh gosh, I know what that feels like. Am I not paying attention to my body? I don't have my energy. Oh my gosh, I need my energy. Call in your energy. Send my energy because that's what I'm going to use to leap into victory. If I don't have the energy to leap, then I can't, I can't dive into my victory. Who's completely lost, have no idea why they're on this earth, woke up one day hating your job, can't stand your wife, don't understand why you had three kids, can't pay for two car notes, a house, health insurance. Whose life is that? Where are you dying? Where are you dying? Where? Do you have a great career? But your romantic relationships aren't romantic at all. They're just sexual. They're just physical. And you, and you are so disconnected, but connected through soul ties with so many people that you've given your body to or they've given their bodies to you. Where has the, the death begin to occur? Where are you on life support? Breathe and ask yourself, am I dying? Where am I dying? We're gonna take a small break and when we're gonna come, when we come back, 
We're going to talk about how to live. I'll see you back in a couple seconds. Writing this song if we all got along Stakes are way too high Score, never settle So I'll probably never settle down Told pop, make it to the top I never wanna let him down, I believe I was made for this Every night I still pray for this God speaks and my enemies wait for it Hope you believe what your eyes let you see That'll make taking shit over way easy for me Act hard, let your guard down And you learn your lesson for me I ain't come here, babe I ain't come here to be defeated. God. I ain't got an ass inside your own. We let you in the house, don't divide the home. When you talk to me, watch your tone. Watch the clock, don't watch the phone. I came with the camp, I am not alone. But even if I was, I am not the one. Gotta stand my ground, take a lot to run. I cut deep, you forgot your gun. Oh man, how we do it on the east side? Peace sign until we get a weak vibe. It ain't nothing to delete ya on everything coming through the speaker. Mama told me for my brother be a keeper, but be aware of the B side. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow by the seaside and know the coins have three sides. Damn right, I'ma need mine. I'm coming up, I ain't never on decline. It's a war going on and I seem fine. Get out the way before I put you on recline. I ain't got a lot to say in the meantime. Keep the table, cause I don't need a seat now. I'ma catch you on a rebound, but I will not accept defeat now. Hey, welcome back. So listen, 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 listen. I know some of you say, Ben, do the topics always have to be so sad and depressing? No, they don't. They really, really don't. But I feel like as a country, we are in a state of give up, of give up. I think that the person that is in the highest uh, office in our country is a representation of our give up on one another. I think it is a representation of our decision to make choices to disconnect and to deny one another our humanity. So give up, it doesn't necessarily have to be in your finances or in your relationship. It could be in your humanity in our humanity. And my task in life, my call on life, is to approach, look it straight dead in the face, those dark areas, situations, people, places, things, and pull out my light and shine it directly into it, onto it, because it is our responsibility to say, we win no matter what we are victory no matter what and it is about the we part we leap into victory every day right that's what it's about and i think that 
we have proven time and time again that we are willing to give up uh, in areas of life that become a detriment where there is a, a, a spiritual, emotional, psychological deficit in our country, right? So just if you want to look outside of your home, look at the world that we live in. Look at the world that we live in and take a look at where we have given up on one another and how it has affected us, right? So I want to focus on us and how we live, how we leap into victory because I speak it, I command it, I affirm it. We shall live, we shall not die. We shall not die prematurely. We shall not die uh, by the hands of, of darkness and be taken over by death by way of murder or inhumane acts, right? It is, it is everybody's wish that we, we all go when we are empty when we have fulfilled our destiny and we've lived out our purpose. That's the, the, the prayer affirmation. That's what I speak uh, to you, to us, through us, around us. So listen, we're going to talk about those three ways to keep some, some pep in your step. Now that we know the pep is the physical, emotional, psychological uh, states of being, how to keep those peps uh, in your step, right? So you've got to live, you've got to live and not die. You've got to live and not die. And remember dying, that die is the decision, the influence of your decision and eventually the evaporation of the influence, right? You've got to live and not die. You've got to leap into victory every day of your life. Each day is a new day filled with new grace and new mercies. It's an opportunity to get stronger. Stop basing your success on how you feel, right? How you feel because how you feel doesn't always reflect the reality. What is real is that you are alive. That's the reality. You are still here. So however you feel, know that I'm still alive <laughs> and I can absolutely graduate from feeling bad to good, from good to great, from great to absolutely amazing, to mind-blowing, euphoric bliss. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me kind of living, right? Peace that surpasses all understanding. You have that opportunity every day. So let's go through this, right? Get your pen. The first thing that you need to do, when you were dying, you shut out, you shut down, because you were disconnecting, you made a choice to shut out the world, to shut down, right? Put up your wall, protecting yourself. In order for you to live, doesn't matter what the give up situation is, baby, I say this with all love, but you have got to shut up, shut up, shut your mouth. Sometimes, some of us suffer so greatly and so gravely because we speak death, we speak negativity, we speak darkness on our own situation. If you don't shut your mouth, you speak sickness into the atmosphere. Well, mama had high blood pressure and mama had one kidney and mama was overweight and mama died young, so I know it's genetic, it's gonna happen to me. If you don't shut your mouth, the choices that mama and them made and big papa and them does not have to affect you. It does not have to be your story. You've got to tell a different story or don't tell one at all. You've got to stop complaining. 
Stop talking so much. There's a difference between being a communicator and a talker. Communicators communicate their feelings and their emotions effectively. There's a high level of emotional intelligence. Talkers just say whatever come to mind without understanding the power of what that means when their words hit the atmosphere and how there are things in the world, there are energies, if you will, that will attach themselves to what you say and make those things come to pass for you. You know, so one of my favorite distant men mentors or ministers, he's the originator of the I am factor. Um, D Bishop Bismarck, uh, Tudor Bismarck said that you call to life how you want life to respond to you. So when you say I am and whatever follows that, it's going to attach itself to you. So you've got to start saying I am wealth, I am health, I am destiny fulfilled, I am longevity, right? Start speaking those things as though they were and, and stop speaking such a negative life in your life. Shut up. That's the first thing you have to do. Shut your mouth. If you ain't got nothing nice to say about yourself to yourself, keep your mouth shut. If you ain't got nothing nice to say about life, keep your mouth shut until you can tell a different story. You know, we all have stories. I come from a domestic abuse family background, but I also come from a very loving family background with high spirituality. I could say it was all religion and no spirit, but that would be a lie. You've got to redefine your story. You can't be in your story You've got to stand firm on your story. It's got to be your foundation. And if your story's foundation is weak and it's pitiful and powerless, then so will your life and the structure of how you communicate your life. So shut your mouth. Shut up. That's the first thing. You know, don't shut out or shut down, but just shut up. Stop talking about yourself until you can start talking about how grateful you are for your life and how great you are going to be in your life. The second thing is, while, while you are in that moment of silence, <laughs> while you are pausing, while you are in the corner, while you're pausing, while you're in the corner, shutting your mouth, the second thing is to learn how to critically think. Critical thinking is crucial. Another distant mentor of mine, um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, just a great spiritual uh, forward thinker. Uh, he is a writer and he is a meditation praying minister like you've never heard or seen before. He's absolutely amazing. And he says that most people think that thinking is shifting thoughts from one side of your brain to the next. You're kind of just shuffling your, your thoughts, your ideas, your life around. And that's not thinking. It's just what you're doing. It's shuffling. It's like throwing your life in a bucket and shaking it up, up and down and then pouring it out to see what's going to come out instead of critically thinking about what your life is. I used to love when we took tests in school, the critical thinking part, I loved it because it forced me to analyze and it forced me to stop and be objective 
and to figure out what the best choice, the best answer was in the situation. So I want to read something to you because I did a little bit of research on this. And this is what critical thinking is. The objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. Critical thinking can be seen as having two components. Number one, a set of information and belief generating and processing skills. And number two, the habit based on intellectual commitment of using those skills to guide behavior. It is thus to be contrasted with the mere acquisition and retention of information alone because it involves a particular way in which information is sought and treated. The mere possession of a set of skills. Critical thinking is a skill. For some of us, we are so lazy, we have not built the skill of thinking, let alone critically thinking. Critical thinking means that even though it's my life, I have to be objective. What is objective? Step outside of yourself, right? So I tell people, treat your life as if it was your friend coming to you and explaining the situation. And we all know that we are perfect Dr. Phil's, Ianla Van Zant's. We are perfect know-it-alls when our friends, families come to us with situations. We've got the answers because we're looking at the bigger picture for them, right? Do that with yourself. Critically think, analyze, be objective. Look at the bigger picture of your life. This season, this moment may affect the choice that you make, may affect the rest of your life, but it is not your life. It is one moment in time. Isn't that a Whitney Houston song? Okay, I was about to try to sing it, but I'm going to stay on track. <laughs> Number two, critical thinking. Critical thinking, right? This is your SLA, your service level agreement. Number one, shut up. That's the S. Number two, learn to critically think, right? Number three, action. After you've thought it. Now you've got to live it. You've got to take action. You've got to strategically approach one issue at a time. And if you can tackle them simultaneously, do it. But don't bamboozle yourself into thinking that you can solve everything at once. If you have you know, $25,000 debt and you only have $25 left in the month, listen, you already know that you can't tackle that thing. Not all at once. You've got, to, you've got to strategize. You've got to seek or, or find a, a financial advisor or you've got to reach out to your creditors and explain your situation and work on payment arrangements. You might have to get two additional part-time jobs, but you've got to be strategic about how you approach this. Don't fool yourself. Don't start with the largest thing, right, and think that you're going to work with work your way down to the smallest thing. Start with the smallest thing so that you build up. That's how avalanches start. They start as one small snowball, right? And then as it rolls, it builds. It doesn't start off big. So you've got to approach your life this way. You've got to approach whatever the give up scenario is this way, right? So take some action. If it's your health, then you already know I might have to cut back on the fried foods. I might have to cut back on the dairy. I might have to cut back on food that has a lot of gluten. I might have to cut back 
on cholesterol or I might have to pick up a few foods that have some fats in them. Um, I might have to pick up a few extra um, healthier carbs, right? Uh, I might have to pick up some more uh, complex carbohydrates, excuse me, excuse me, depending on which side of the scale you're on. But you've got to approach this small. So you can't say, I'm 127 pounds overweight and I want to lose it all in six months. Okay, you might want to just work on the seven. Take You take the seven and work on the seven pounds and eventually do something to affect the 127. But this is what you want to, to do. You want to take action. But you've got to have a plan. Most people don't have a plan. They think, I keep it all up here. That's dumb. That's dumb. Stop saying, I keep it all up here. All in your brain. That's stupid. It's universal principle. It is spiritual uh, practice. Get a vision. Write the vision. Make it plain. If you went to school and never had any textbooks and never had the teacher write anything on the board, and when you ask her, can we see this? Is it in the book? And she says, I got it all up here. You're going to say to yourself, well, how do we learn? Because we don't have it all up here. It should be written, and it is written. Don't be a fool and trick yourself into believing that not having a, a PMP, a project management plan for your life, isn't necessary. It is absolutely necessary. Some of us might need to do it on a, on a weekly basis, uh, on a Monday through Sunday basis. Monday. Monday is my all-vegetable and fruit day. And my, my spiritual day where I, I read and I pray and meditate. Tuesday is my hobby day where I paint and I dance. Wednesday is family date night where we go out and have a picnic or we go antiquing or we go bowling. Whatever it is that your family loves to do. Thursday is when I work on my business. I devote five hours in the evening on, on my business, cold calling, emailing. You know, Friday is is my my fun day it's when we go out we have some frozen yogurt or whatever it is we go to the market and we come home and we bake fresh goods i don't know you know what that looks like for you but some of us have to create plans because we think that having it all up here is effective and it has become the most ineffective thing ever this whole fake it until you make it thing or pretend that you can do it where you're so wrapped up in your ego is killing us as a society. It is, it is not effective. It is ineffective. It is one of the catalysts that leads us to the die. It is what leads us to the give up. So listen, you all know that I love motivating you. I love speaking to you. I love encouraging you. I want you to live, not die. I want you to leap into victory every day. I don't want you to make a decision uh, that is going to negatively impact your life and then be influenced by that decision where you start to evaporate, where you die. I want you to live. I want you to check your SLA. Service level agreement is where you have made a written agreement with yourself that says, I am going to attack this give up situation in X amount of time. That's what a service level agreement is. And your service level agreement, your S is shut up, be still, be quiet, 
learn how to critically think and then get into action get into action and if you don't necessarily get the result that you wanted repeat the process until your life becomes a statement of victory until everything that you do becomes something successful that even your fails become massive successes because can't nobody fall and bounce back like you do anybody ever seen the video with Beyonce falling on stage they they've gone viral she successfully falls and gets back up nobody can fall and roll down a, a, a step on a stage like Beyonce and get back up and be like, uh oh, uh oh, oh no, oh no, no, like nothing. She successfully fails. She falls down and she's like flipping back up. That's the thing. That is the thing. I, I, I watched um, one of my favorite gospel artists on TV the other day, uh, Kiara Sheard from the Clark family dynasty and she was performing and her wig came off and she said that in that moment it was either sink or swim and she turned around and looked at her brother and he was like you better keep going and she took her wig and turned her wig into her banner she just started flinging the wig around and the crowd went crazy it was an aesthetic fail that she turned into a massive success because it's not about being perfect it's not about trying to be something that you're not. It's standing up and authentically approaching the give up with tools that is going to allow you to hold on to your faith, to hold on to your hope, to hold on to your higher power. Listen, I love you like no other. I love you like no other. If you are sitting under the sound of my voice, if you're driving, I want you to open up your heart. I want you to open up your mind and hear me when I say I love you with a victorious love. I love you with an unconditional love. I speak great life. I speak great purpose over you. And I want you to live your best life. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to give up. So now that you've dissected the give up, now that you know it's really about releasing hope and retiring faith and relegating and, and enveloping yourself in self-pity, I want you to let go of those mindsets. Because there's a difference between giving up and letting go. Let go of those mindsets and embrace your victory. This has been Carter, your favorite life transformation coach. I love you too much, maybe three much. I'll talk to you soon.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.